What's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you guys by our amazing partners at Skillshare. Skillshare is a one-of-a-kind learning community where you can learn all types of amazing skills, whether creative, entrepreneur, design, and so much more. Guys, you're going to love this episode. There's so much free game given on this episode, but the biggest thing is you guys need to level up and get on these skills, and that's what Skillshare does for you. It has so many classes from web design to Photoshop to Premiere, and there's so many things that you can learn today. And the best part, guys, that it is absolutely free. There's two free months of Skillshare Premium. Yes, that is two free months right now. Use the offer code ROOMMATES at checkout. Go to Skillshare.com. Use the offer code ROOMMATES. You get two free months. Learn a bunch of skills. Level up. Be able to get more resources. Be able to, you know, learn more creative things to make yourself not only more competitive in the market, but to create a better life for yourself. You will not regret it. And let's go ahead and hop into this week's episode. This week on the Roommates Podcast. My goal that year, this was 2016, was to make six figures. Yeah. I think I racked in like 330 that year. Goodness I gracious. shot it by 3x. And every time... It's, it wasn't me, bro. Yeah. It was that. It, it was God. Yeah. It was just God telling me, do it one more time. Because at the end of the day, that's entrepreneurship, persistence. Yeah. You hit walls and walls and walls. And the difference between those that make it and those that don't is that those that do make it are just relentless, yeah. bro. You just have to want it more. I love this you know? guy, man. I love this um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, at the end of the year, the, 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 it wasn't even pride. It was gratitude, bro. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Afis, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Roommates, guys. You see the palm trees. You know where I'm at. You saw the thumbnail, but I'm going to act like you haven't seen the thumbnail, and I'll explain to you what we're going to do. So one of the big things here at The Roommates is we're always obsessed with making you men become the best version of yourself. And the first part of that is having the masculine mindset, right? Having the confidence, having the competency, having the mission focus, right? Having the assertiveness. All these things are important. But not only is it important to have the masculine mindset, but you also need to have the masculine avatar, the clothing, the grooming, you know, all those great things. I think we, it's fair to say... Men's fashion, right? <laughs> you like how I'm doing that? Bro, just take my job, bro. Like, bro. <laughs> so if we're going to talk to you guys, and we want to do more content, giving you guys more tips on men's fashion and to improve your masculine uh, avatar. But if I'm going to ever talk about men's fashion, I got to bring in the best. <laughs> I got to bring in the most talented. I got to bring in the people's champ. So without further ado, guys, please welcome to the roommates, the one and only Jose Zuniga. Yo, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you guys for having me. And can I just say... Go ahead. That was better than any intro I've ever done myself, bro. Like, God dang. <laughs> nah, listen, that was listen, beast, bro, listen. and I appreciate you. Man, it is a blessing, Jose. Honestly, thank you, man, thank you. the dope part about doing this show, I tell this to everybody, and I, and I want to be genuine when I say this, so I don't say this to everybody. When you meet so many people... You quickly understand people who are real and people who are putting on a show. 100%. People who are successful because they're talented and people who are going to be superstars because they're talented and they're great people. Man, you have an amazing soul, man. Yo. You have an amazing soul, bro. Thank and you. I, and I appreciate I, and, you. And like I said, as someone who's met a lot of successful men such as yourself, a lot of men are extremely competent. Man, you you are a real one, guys. And this is why Yo. you guys love them. This is why you're going to be appreciate on top forever, you. man. Appreciate you, brother. I, again, 
Yo, we, we've been talking for about 20, 30 <laughs> yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. pre-podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's an amazing conversationalist. Appreciate like, it, Like, yo, man. you can bring out just deep conversation out of me. We, yeah. I didn't even know. The cameras were rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. talking. Yeah. So, again, thank you for having me, bro. I'm excited for this. No problem. No problem. So, Jose, I know who you are. Yeah. So, for our audience who doesn't know doesn't know who you are, can you give us a bit of a short elevator pitch synopsis about who you are and all that good stuff? Quick. Um, all right, Jose, I'm 25, and... Like he said, I just, I try to help men become better, yeah. right? I want you to become better in every aspect of your life. I did start with men's style and I still do that. Uh, but like you said, it, our image is a package, mm-hmm. interior, exterior, and even the things that we wear, the things that we say, how we move, how we act, it all is one package and people see that, mm-hmm. right? I try to fine tune the whole nine. Yeah. And I do that because I was that awkward, skinny, mm. shy kid yeah right and i fine-tuned myself i'm like i can become better yeah. i can put on muscle yeah right if he can do it i can do it i can dress better i can feel more confident and then i just try to help other men that's awesome because bro everybody goes through that yeah. everybody goes through having a crush trying to feel better being yeah. down right society expects men to always just be men mm-hmm. confident unbreakable yeah. but they don't teach you how to do that mm. you know man i love that Thank i love you, that i love that and so i want to start I want to hear the Jose Zuniga origin story. So you said you you were that skinny, yeah. shy, <laughs> awkward kid. So I, I, is, is 15 a good place to start? 15 years old? Should we go 15 or 16? What's a good place to 15 start? 15 is sweet Let's point. go 15 years old. 15 Take us point. through 15 years old Jose Zuniga Oof. to the superstar rock star I'm standing in front of right now. <laughs> we're, we're going a decade old yeah, right now. Yeah, let's All go. Right. Let's go. 15 years old Jose, what I just said. I've always been naturally more athletic, right? But I've been shy. I've always been an introvert. And I still am to this day. I've just learned how to communicate, yeah. right? When I need to. But being that kid, your parents don't show you how to make friends or talk to girls or all that stuff. You just went through life. You, you, you went with their punches, right? I was that kid that went with the punches. I was a big head, skinny frame, <laughs> low confidence dude, right? Um, you still had the height though. I st- well, believe it or not, okay. Well, okay. Fifth, what is fifteen? Tenth grade? What is that? Yeah, tenth grade. Tenth grade. So yeah, I was starting to get tall. Okay, okay. okay. Um, thank God. <laughs> not, yo, that's another battle for me. To, I was I was already fighting battles. Yeah. I look like a lollipop, yeah. bro. I couldn't have double sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm fifteen. Around sixteen, I opened my first Instagram account. Okay. Um, so this is back in the time where Instagram, I don't know if you remember this, just iPhone. Yes. Do you remember that time? Yes, Android that users time. couldn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I opened my first account. Uh, I've always tried to dress nice, even through middle school. Like through middle school, my friends would always wear basketball shorts yeah. and slides to, to school. Okay. I would still like wear jeans and a button down. Oh, okay. And maybe we can get into that later yeah. on in the podcast, but it was really just my upbringing. I was low class, like we didn't have a lot of money and stuff like that. But one mentality that my dad always taught me was it doesn't matter how poor we are, you don't have to look poor, Mm. okay? Um, Even though I had only one pair of jeans, I made sure they always looked good. They were were clean, they didn't smell bad, and I tried to look my best always, right? That sparked teaching men's fashion. Mm. So the accounting, basic, teaching men's fashion yeah. right it's the most rudimentary name you can <laughs> yeah, think yeah, of yeah. i promise you when i opened that account i did not think millions of men was going to follow yeah yeah so funny story we opened this account with my brother my brother's about seven years older than me so juan? If I, yeah juan okay. i'm 16 he must have been uh 21 no 23 at the time yeah. my bad we, he opens the, the instagram account and it was a joke it was more of a 
how do we tell guys they look bad without telling yeah, it to your yeah, face? Yeah, 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 yeah. We opened this account. It was like a joke account. Yeah. Uh, quickly, we got like a thousand followers within like two months. Oh, and wow. at that time, that was that was big. A man. thousand. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So. We opened the account. It's popping. And uh, about a year later, I opened my YouTube channel. Now, the great thing with this account is like you see the development of myself. Mm. If you go back to my first video and then watch my video now, you'll see that development. Mm. Right. So my tips work. I, I try them on myself before I even okay, I yeah. pitch them to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So long story short, we opened that account. And as I start fixing myself up. I'm talking about it. Mm. This is 16-year-old Jose now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still that low-confidence kid, but now I'm going to the gym. I was always fast, so I actually uh, I made the, the football team as a wide receiver. Okay. Not because I got hands, more because I was fast. Okay, <laughs> right? okay, okay, okay. So okay. I was better at defensive back. Yeah. So I joined the football team. Now my friends start elevating. I start realizing how your social circles affect mm, your confidence too, right? That's real. Affect your status and stuff like that. Now I'm part of the football team. Yeah. Now I'm lifting with the same dudes, yeah. right? So I see how you can climb socially. I was still that same awkward kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just changed one little thing. Mm. I joined a different crew, right? Yeah. So I talk about that all the time. So I'm, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. I'm, I'm fixing my style the whole nine. Open up my YouTube channel when I noticed that the Instagram was like 10,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah, 10,000 followers. Oh, wow. And I'm like, right, let's get this started now. And it was slow growth. It was really slow growth. And so around. So, what year was it the YouTube channel got open? I was 17 at the time. Okay, so, cool. I was junior or, or, or senior in high school. Okay, bet. And at this time, you know, I'm putting on muscle. I'm no longer this lanky little kid. And my style's getting better. I've always wanted a business. Right. So around seven at the end of my yeah, at the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year, I was almost 18. I opened my first actual business, like incorporated with the state of Florida. Oh wow. Um and I've had several businesses before that. And by business, like side hustles, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I would wash cars with my brother. I would, you know, pressure wash driveways. I would clean up after hurricanes, yeah. like anything to make a buck. Yeah. I used to flip watches on eBay, yeah. like anything, right? Yeah. I wanted a clothing company. Uh, this company was called Esteniga. I was 18 at the time. Now, the thing with this company is that most people don't understand. You understand this. Content creation takes time. Mm -hmm. Content creation takes a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. I was a 17-year-old kid going to school, pretty low class, and putting all this effort in content, making zero revenue, mm. right? So I start this business, still making zero revenue off the content, and I'm like, this is it. This is what I need to start generating wealth. Long story short, that business failed horribly, mm -hmm. and at 18 years old, I was about... $15,000 in debt. Now, I'm wow. a low, low class. I was low class family, right? Yeah, so yeah. I couldn't go to my parents and be like, hey, daddy, bail me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know I was in debt until I got out of debt wow. later on in my life. But wow. um, at 18, first failed business and I felt like trash. Mm. That was, that, that's the, the beginning story of Jose. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a mouthful, bro. No, we good. We oh, good. you want me to keep yeah, going? We want to keep bro, going. if I keep going, bro, we want to hear this. I'm going to go a whole hour, bro. We, we want to hear this, man. We want to hear right, this. So I'm 18. I'm a failure. Man. Um, have you ever had a failure before? Yes. Okay. Many failures. How, what, what does that feel like? It makes you? you feel like I'm not good enough. To me, emasculated, mm. emasculated me, right? Mm. You felt like just, I felt like the lowest of the low. Mm. And I, I felt that way because I had never experienced such a failure mm -hmm. in my life. Like everybody has failures, maybe a rejection. Mm -hmm. But to me, this was one of my biggest failures because... Mm -hmm. I had the eyes, you got to keep in mind that my family, the only way to be successful is if you're a lawyer or a doctor, 
Gotta go to school. I'm Nigerian as well, so okay. I understand. Right? <laughs> that, that, yeah, those yeah. are your only two yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I started this this suit company, and my parents are super supportive, and they're they are the reason I'm here. Yeah. This successful, and, and we'll get to that. But I remember once telling my mom that if this company that I had started made me 70 grand a year, that's all I wanted. Yeah. I was gonna quit school. Mm. Right. And then she's like, I pray you never make 70 grand a year. I kid you not. She said yeah. that with a straight face. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> right? And no, them seeing me put all the effort and my siblings put all that effort and friends put all that effort and friends of friends put all that effort yeah. online for nothing mm. is embarrassing. Right? Mm. It's embarrassing because yeah. like, yo, you spent all your time doing this for what? Yeah, that's real. Right? That's real. You, you keep working and working and working for what? We're out here having fun. <laughs> and I remember one night, I was broken, bro. I was like, yo, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, and I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian, man. Yeah. Um, I, I remember I broke, I have never felt so broken. Because every time people ask me, yo, how's the company? How's it going? Yeah. Like with a fake smile, I'd be like, oh, it's good. Yeah. And I knew I had nothing, bro. Mm. I, I like, worse than nothing. I was in negatives, right? Yeah. I couldn't go out on dates, for example. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't do anything. I had no money. Yeah. So, um. I remember just feeling broken that night. It was, this was already 2015. End of, I remember the date almost like, like yesterday. It was around September, October, 2015, mm-hmm. end of 2015. I'm working a, at this point, I'm working an office job as well. So at this point, I'm already 18. I'm dual enrolled. So I'm taking college level classes to not go to high school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my college degree faster. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to waste time on that so I can work on my business. Yeah. I'm working on my business and I also have a part-time job. I was working like 35 hours. So it was almost full-time. Yeah. Um, and I was a copy boy at the time at a law office. So I was doing all this. And um, I just remember that night thinking like, yo, I could just be a regular 18-year-old kid. Mm. I, was, I was in school for finance as my degree. And I was like, why can't I just go to school, get my degree, party with my friends, mm-hmm. have a good time, yeah. and not put this type of stress on me? Yeah. And I was like really broken. I was like, I, I was this close of quitting that night. Because mm. it, it was just pointless, yeah. right? And for whatever reason, there was this voice like really deep inside of me, just really deep as I was praying. And I just remember God, like I felt it in me saying like one more time, mm. just one more time. That's bro. real. By the end of that year, so about three months later, September, I almost started figuring out a puzzle on how to monetize my content. I'm still small. Yeah. I still only had like 20,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, about 15 or 30 on, on my Instagram. So, yeah. you know, you can't, make, you can't live off of that. Yeah, of course. Um, but I started kind of figuring it out mm-hmm. a little bit. And um, I got the whiff of a first sponsorship deal, which was about $700 at the time. Yeah. Right? Nothing. But at that time, it was everything. It was. And it was enough for me to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. By December, so about two months later, I put in my two weeks notice. Wow. This was my last time. In my mind, it was, I'm going full throttle. Mm. All or nothing, right? Burning the bridges. Burning. I didn't burn the bridges. (laughs) They were super nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They were like, yo, they were like a second family to me, the owners of this law For clarification, but I mean by burn the bridges, not so much ruin the relationship but saying no i'm about to cross and i'm not going backwards absolutely yes absolutely it was more of a it's all or nothing yes right i'm going full steam yeah i quit my job uh by january i'm working full-time on my own i'm working from home and i've showed this on my videos before i was 
in my room, I had both my inventory, my workstation, my studio, and my bed. It was just a crowded mm. mess, but everything was packed in that room. Yeah. By the end of January, I made like six grand. Wow. I was about negative 14 in debt. So I was like, all right, nice. By February, I'm out of debt. Mm. By April, I rent my first office. Wow. Yo, my goal that year, this was 2016, was to make six figures. Yeah. I think I racked in like 330 that year. Goodness I gracious. shot it by 3x. And every time... It's, it wasn't me, bro. Yeah. It was that. It, it was God. Yeah. It was just God telling me, do it one more time. Because at the end of the day, that's entrepreneurship, persistence. Yeah. You hit walls and walls and walls. And the difference between those that make it and those that don't is that those that do make it are just relentless, yeah. bro. You just have to want it more. I love this you know? guy, man. I love this um, guy. <laughs> and it was just at the end of the year, the, 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 it wasn't even pride. It was gratitude, bro. It was just crazy amount of gratitude. Let me jump in real quick. Go ahead. What was that one sale? What was that one thing that you were like, that really, boom, set everything going that 2015, 2016 year when the business was growing? What was that one thing that you remember? So two parts. My business was already failing, the Mm -hmm. the clothing company. So I closed that down. I'm okay. like, I got, I gotta snip this in the butt, right? Yeah. It, it was like, a, it was like a leaking hole. Yes. You can't, you gotta, you, in business, it's funny because at some points you have to be persistent. Yes. You have to push, push, push. But at other points, you ha- you have to realize like, yo, this isn't going anywhere. I talked to Gary about the difference between being persistent and delusional. Yes. There you go. Yes. You worded it perfectly. Yeah. For me. Yes. I wasn't delusional. Yeah. And it was more so, I was looking at the bigger picture. I'm like, can I really scale this to where I want? Yeah. The answer was no. And as much as it hurt me, clipped. Yeah. Right? So I focused fully on my content side. Mm. Okay? So I go to my content side and I'm like, how do I make money? Yeah. This was 2016. Now, you got to keep in mind, if you look at my channel now, every single video that I put out is sponsored. Mm. At 2016, I had the same thought. I was like, if I'm going to put effort to make a video, I want to get paid for it. Mm. And if you think about it, every piece of content that we watch, whether that's on TV, you yeah. get ads every five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you go on Hulu, you get ads and you got to pay for it. Yeah. If you go to Netflix, you got to pay for it. Um, if you listen to podcasts, most podcasters, every like 10 minutes, you got ads. Yeah. If you listen to the radio, ads. Yeah. Everywhere there's ads, YouTubers, you, you get no ads. Yeah. You get what YouTube pays you, which is pennies if you're small. Yeah. Right? So my mentality was... I'm going to get paid. Mm. So I saw that I could make about 500 bucks a video. And I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, all right, five, 500 bucks a video. If I can do a video every day, that's seven. At 500, that's 3,500 a week. If I can do that every, every week for you know, that month, yeah. we're talking about almost twelve to 15,000. That's how I ended up to that $300,000 number. Yeah. And my, my, my rate kept going up yeah. because what, what happened consequently after that was that because I was producing so much, at 2016, especially in the style realm nobody was posting a video every day yeah so not only did i start posting every day i started getting paid every day i post every day i got up and worked i was getting paid for it wow okay so that really just blew it out the water and my manager at the time and a lot of other people were saying don't do that right Mm. if you put too many sponsors people are going to call you a sellout yeah in my head was it's not a sellout i'm working bro like yeah nothing in life is free don't muzzle an ox while he's when he's working yeah bro like It's not about being a seller. See, the funny thing is with what I do, right? When I do uh, style videos or whatever it is, I'm doing recommendations regardless. Yeah. These brands are making money without me making money. Because I'm like, yo, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing that. Yada, yada, yada. 
What I did instead is I'll reach out to the brand and I would start negotiating with them. Mm. Now, what really switched it for me was I learned the business side of it, of dealing with clients and closing deals because I would go to brand XYZ and I'd be like, all right, this video did well. See, my hair, my head never got inflated. Mm. A lot of YouTubers at my size would love to charge 50 grand a slot. Yeah. And I could charge that and I'll, and I'll probably get that per video, mm-hmm. but I won't get that every day. Yeah. You know? And if you don't perform well as an influencer for that brand, because you got to understand that that brand has to make sales, that brand never comes back. Yep. So I understood my value. I'm like, I'm worth whatever I can move for them. Yeah, that's real. So I kept my prices at where I knew I could sell for them. Mm. And what happened was now I had these loyal brands where I could go to the brand and be like, all right, let's sign a year for next year yeah. for 12 videos for one a month. So usually, for example, right now, I'm signing my next year's deals. Yeah. By the time I enter 2021... I'll have one to two million signed yeah. of clients already. Yeah, that's right. Right? I learned that then. It was a process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was the catalyst. Yeah. That and because that motivated me to produce more, yeah. I grew faster. Yeah. And I went from like 30K that year to about like, I think it was at the end of the year, I closed it at 400,000 subscribers. Wow. And then it just kept blowing yeah. from there, you yeah. know? Uh, that was a catalyst, and that also gave me revenue to start opening new businesses. Okay, so twenty end of twenty sixteen at three thirty. When was that first million? Oh, right, the, the year after twenty seventeen. So from a hundred thousand to a million, it took me about twelve months, I think. Yeah. Once I broke that hundred thousand, it was a domino effect. Man, a straight domino effect. That's real. But it was the content never stopped. Mm-hmm. Right, like. Again, you just got to want it. Yeah. Anything you want to do, you got to want it more than somebody else. Yeah. Mark Cuban has this great quote that says, uh, you have to work like somebody's willing to take or somebody's wanting to take it away from you. Yeah. Because somebody is, yeah. right? Every hour that I'm not working, somebody else is working harder than me to get to the same goal that I want to get mm-hmm. to. Yo, like if I tell you how many things I got, like for example, I still to this day, I'm still posting about six to seven on this channel, right? Yeah. I got a Spanish channel that posts five to six. I got a vlog that posts about two to three videos every week. This is every week. We're talking about 14, 15 videos produced. I script them. I record them. Yeah. I have an editor now, yeah, but, but back, before yeah, I did yeah, 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 yeah. it, about 14, 15 pieces of content, Yeah. right? Research scripted and, and shot by me every week. Yeah. That's not counting the three to four other businesses that we're running, yeah. ads that I got to produce for that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? You got to want it more than they do. Man, you know? the, <laughs> I'm so excited about you, man, because what I love about your story, it, it reminds me of every hero's narrative. Mm-hmm. So what you see, I, um, I did, a, did a little bit of screenwriting in 2015 and 16. Okay. And one thing that you see in screenwriting is all, the, the key is all about the hero's narrative. Mm-hmm. And to make a good hero story, you have to give the hero an obstacle. Okay. But the thing about the obstacle is very interesting. Mm-hmm. If the obstacle is, un- is unaccomplishable, no one wants to watch a movie where the, where the main character loses. Correct. If the obstacle is too easy, the movie's cheesy, no one wants to watch a movie Correct. where the obstacle is just too easy. So you have to give him an obstacle, which you think is almost impossible, but he can still achieve it. So you have to give him a form of a wall where it's like, he is almost improbable, but I, if, he, if he wants it, he can achieve it. And so what you do is that you give this hero this moment and something pivotal happens to every hero. Mm-hmm. The hero at one point realizes this is too hard. This is too difficult. I, I, I think I can't do it. 
You see it in every movie. Yeah. Lion King. Think about the Lion King. There was that scene where Simba was just like, no, I can't. I I, I failed my father. I miss a kid. And then something clicks. Something (laughs) something works. And the hero realizes, no, no, I'm about to go back to Pride Rock. So it's funny you say that. I have this. You learn from your own life experiences, right? And everything that I learn, I teach. One thing that I always talk about in my videos is um, kind of like that voice that I was telling you about. I relate business a lot to the gym. You, I, you go to the gym, I yeah. can tell, right? So I, I'm sure you're going to be able to relate with this. You know when there's like a, let's say you're going to hit a new PR. Yeah. I don't know if you do cardio. Yeah. Let's say, have you ever done the assault bike? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Though. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've ever done it. It's the worst cardio machine yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's say the treadmill, right? That you're running, 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 and then in your head, at least for me, the assault, anything cardio I hate, but yeah. I do it because I hate it. Yeah. I want to get better at it. When you're doing it, you start like in your head doubting yourself, like, yo, nobody's watching. Yeah. Yo, just stop, bro. Like, what are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. Right? Let's say your goal was two miles. Yeah. And for you, two miles is hard. Yo, stop. You did a mile and a half. You're good. Yeah. Yo, this is painful. This is uncomfortable. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but deeper than that voice, there's something that says, keep going. Yeah. One more step. One more push, man. Right? It's when you listen to that voice yeah. that you grow yeah. in the gym and in business. That's awesome, right? Man. I say that in business, your goal should be crazy, mm. stupid, mm. like so stupid that when you say it, you sound stupid. Mm. And the reason for it is, I, I feel like it makes you work harder. I'll tell you, my goal. I've said it multiple times. I want to generate a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm 25. Hopefully, I make it to like 80. And yeah. During that course, I'll be able to generate that. Yeah, that's a big ass number, it right? Is. Generate, not worth. Generate. Yes. Yo, that's I, I see that like Mount Everest, mm. right? And the way I see it, very close to the gym, right? That 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 distance to run. Instead of focusing on the negative, telling me, "Yo, that's impossible. You're not gonna do that. You're yeah. a minority." Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many yeah, excuses yeah, yeah. that you could throw out. It's you look down. One more step, mm-hmm. one more step. Mm-hmm. Just keep grinding, keep moving. Let's say it's Mount Everest, right? That's the top point. That's your North Star. Yeah. You look down, one more step, one more step. By the before you know it, you look up and you're like, "Damn, that's still far, but I'm a little bit closer." Mm. You know what I mean? I love that. And I think that's what really separates a lot of like entrepreneurs that are crazy successful from regular people. Yes, the ability to. remove the noise from your friends, from your family, from everybody telling you this is stupid, this is retarded, you're wasting your time, even yourself telling you you're not going to make it, you're you're putting too much strain on you, this is stressful, and then listening to that voice deep, deep down and saying, one more step, one more step. It's not a race. It's just pushing more. One more. You know what I mean? Did you ever see Hacksaw Ridge? No. I know what you're talking about, yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Man, so Hack, Hacksaw Ridge, that that idea of one more. So long story short, guys, check it if you haven't seen it already. But there was this guy who, um, due to his religious beliefs, he did not want to carry a weapon in war. Okay. And so I forgot which war. It's probably World War II. Mm-hmm. And, there was, and there was a battle. And in the battle, he was serving as one of the medics. And there was a bunch of guys who were, were wounded. Mm-hmm. And he knew that if I didn't go and save them, they're going to be killed. Correct. So he would go and grab these guys. And every time he grabbed one guy, he said, God, just give me the strength to get one more. Next guy comes. <laughs> God, give me... Sh- I think he, he, he saved over 300 men's lives. Just him by one man, just going, one more, 
One more, one more. I'm getting chills. <laughs> and another movie, and, and this movie literally reminds me of you. Mm-hmm. So I forgot the name of the movie, but there was this football team in, in, in Los Angeles called De La Salle High School. I'm okay. not sure if you're familiar with De La Salle. They had, they won, they had the, the, the national record for most consecutive wins. They had 13 undefeated seasons. Okay. So De La Salle High School eventually lost. So there's mm-hmm. a movie about them. They eventually mm-hmm. lost. It was the end of the world. Everybody was so sad. So the coach took them to a VA hospital. Because they like, yo, you guys need to understand that life is about you're going to lose, but you never want to be a loser. That's Correct. a choice. Correct. So their star quarterback was a buff guy, strong, you know, mm-hmm. gym rat. And this, v- this veteran said, I think I can do more pull-ups than you can. He had no legs. He was, a, he was an out-of-shape guy. Yeah. And he was like, no, you can't. So he did a pull-up contest. One, one, two, two, 10, 10, 20, 20, 30. Eventually, the starting quarterback gave up. And he was like, damn, you're a machine. You can go forever. And a veteran looked at him, and what he said to him resonated with me up until today. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't go forever. I can just go longer than you can. <laughs> Yo, that reminded me <laughs> so much of, uh, have you, I'm sure you've heard of David Goggins. Yeah. Come, Come on, on man. <laughs> that's, that's obvious. That's obvious. Yeah. Um, I kid you not. The other day, the other day, I was on on his Instagram, and he said something very similar to yeah. that. I don't know if you follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see his pull up post? I didn't see that one. Okay, it was a pull up post, and he was saying that you got to always stay ready. Yeah. Your mentality is always hungry, right? Yeah. And he was saying that because of who he is, yeah. he's always getting called out. Yeah. Right. One time he got called out by a football player on an arm wrestling match. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> then another time he, he said he was on the lobby of his uh, of a hotel leaving, yeah. and somebody. Uh, what is uh, challenged him to a, a setup competition? Oh wow! He just laid down and started going at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then this time he was at a hotel uh, gym doing pull-ups, and this guy comes in and says, "Yo, can I hop in with you?" He yeah. knew who he was, obviously, and he was doing an imam every minute on the minute, doing a certain number of pull-ups, right? Yeah. Where you would do three or four pull-ups every minute on the minute. Yeah. Long story short, he says thirty minutes go by, an hour goes by, and the guy says the same thing, like, yeah. "Yo, when are we stopping?" And he's like, I'm doing one more than you, right? <laughs> like that mentality yeah. is so important. That's why I relate it to the gym and why I think the gym is, is crucial or any, any sort of physical activity is crucial. Yeah. It calluses the mind, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it, it teaches you how to push forward. And then I, I, we, us creatures, I feel like we learn by example really well. Yep. When you notice on your own body and on, on your own mental state how strong and how far you can go in the gym, yeah. you start realizing you can do that anywhere. Yeah anywhere yeah you know and it's the same in the gym like when you do workouts like intense workouts so you want to quit halfway it's the same thing one more when, when you're done you're like god i did a lot yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's it's no different yeah. it's no different in business and i think that's something that i realized really early on and it fuels you bro it, it to me and to you too i feel like you're the same where yo you're out here traveling to to meet with guests yeah you know how many podcasts a lot, 98% of people yeah. won't put that type of effort. Yeah. They just won't. That's true. You know? That difference is is your competitive advantage, like, yeah. like what we were talking about. No, I appreciate that, man. So for the young guys out here who's like, man, Jose is a superhero. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't have that drive. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that motivation. He mm-hmm. he he has been knocked down by life. Correct. What what would be something that you would tell that man? to do or that will help him get over this wall? Um, uh, very similar to what I was just saying right now. You need to do something on a small scale so you can feel just how far you can go. Mm-hmm. The gym is a great place to start there. 
any, anything physical, some, something that you can challenge yourself and see just what you can do. Moreover than that, you need to look up to people that have done great things in whatever goal you're trying to set mm-hmm. in your own personal life. One thing, for example, with me in my personal life is that I always, I, I, I journal a lot, mm-hmm. right? And for example, that point in time where I was really low that I, I wanted to quit, I have an entry for that day. Mm-hmm. And, and by a lot, I mean I journal like once a month, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I like to keep track of my growth. The great thing with that is that when I open my book and I go back to that, anytime I'm not feeling motivated or I don't feel like working or whatever it is, I like to open that book, open that entry and feel what that 17-year-old felt. Yeah. That failure, that fe- I don't want to go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And what I notice is that every time I flip the page and I keep going, it gets better. Yeah. Just keep pushing. Yeah. And then when I enter my last entry, yeah, I have issues going on right now with my, with my companies, but they're a blessing. They're good problems, yeah. right? They're growing pains. Mm-hmm. But... I see that growth. Mm -hmm. So with my personal life, it's always good to put things into perspective. Let me give you a great perspective. Just one generation ago, one, my mom was born in a small little village, a village, not a town. We're talking a village of 150 people in a country called Honduras. This is Central America. I don't know if you're Mm -hmm. you're familiar. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dirt roads. She got plumbing when she was like around, I think it was like 16. She was a teen, Mm -hmm. right? So we're talking dirt poor village. Mm -hmm. That was one generation ago. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Everything past that, it's gratitude because I could have easily been a kid on that dirt road kicking a soccer ball, mm. right? So putting your own life into perspective and seeing just how far you've gone, how far you've come from your own parents' life yeah. is a great motivator, That's you real. know? That's it's, it's a great way to push forward. Now I have a, a baby daughter, mm. right? And I look at her and I even talk to my wife sometimes. I'm like, yo, she can do great things. Yeah. Way better than what I can do, mm. you know? No, that's real, man. I think I, I love I love the parent one. I love the perspective one because I I think what so many people struggle with that I feel like your dad from hearing your story really instilled that belief in self. Yeah, you know that 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 gratitude, that yeah. hope, and and an unfortunate reality is that I feel like so many people have lost that. Yeah, you know, and that's why I love content creators like you because I feel like you're instilling that hope, that yeah. motivation yeah. because so so many people they need to hear that. What you just shared, they need to know that there's another day and there's another rep that can be achieved. Yeah. And I think, honestly, like I told you in the beginning, my parents were a great um, crutch to my success and, and, and basically everything that I've done. Just because, I mean, you're an immigrant parent. You're yeah. saying your parents are Nigerian. So I think cultures are, very, yeah. they're different, but they're very similar when you come from an impoverished area yeah. where all you see is up. Mm-hmm. See, when you're born here, you're very entitled. Yeah. Right? Everything's good. Everything's green. Everything offends you. Everything damages you. Mm-hmm. When you come from dirt, right, everything is up. Everything is good. Yeah. And I think that hunger is what drives, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the most successful people in the world, they're immigrants. Yeah. Right? Because they come full of hope. Yo, my dad came here. He was, I think he used to make five bucks an hour when he came here. And I think he came early 2000s or 1999, early 2000s, he was making four to five bucks an hour. Mm. That was his salary. That's what he had to move forward a family of three. Mm. That's nothing, bro. Even back in the day, that was nothing. Now my dad, an immigrant, didn't speak English, nothing. He started working at a landscape firm. My mom used to clean homes. Like That was their jobs. My dad was able to scale his own position, just keep working, work. I would see how hard this man would work. He was relentless. And it's not just working hard. It was the quality of work. Mm. Uh, Martin Luther King had this great saying that um, he once said that anything you do, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but it was like anything you do, you got to make sure that no 
nobody dead, nobody alive could do it better than you. Even if mm. you're a janitor, yeah. you're a landscaper, you're a lawyer, you're a podcaster, you're yeah. a video creator, you're an on doesn't matter what it is, you got to put your heart and soul into it to make sure it's the best you could possibly do. So it's not just the fact of working hard, it's quality of work. Mm. And I noticed that in him, yeah. where this man, he's a landscaper, right? Anybody would look down on that. Yo, he would put in work all the time. He actually worked to study plants and all, you know, that, that stuff for the business. This man makes six figures now, mm. right? An immigrant that doesn't even speak the language worked his way up to yeah. his, in that landscaping firm. I saw that, yeah. right? I think that's something that when you're born here, it's hard to see mm. because it's something that I feel like it's, it's very prevalent in immigrant parents mm. and immigrant culture. No, that's awesome. And and I think the beauty of the internet is now you can see it. Yeah. So Gary Vee always talks about the beauty of having documentation that you can go back and see the old days. Correct. Right? So you can go back and see the old Jose videos. You can go yep. back and see the old roommate yep. episodes. Yep. So that you can be able to see, because for a lot of people, seeing is believing. Yep. Like you said, you seeing what your father was able to do, you know, me seeing what my father was able to do gave us the hope. That, man, 100%. if they can do that, so can I. And the beauty of having content creators such as yourself is that uh, to a young man who may not have the dad, right, who may not have the mentors, who may not have the environment, they can look at Jose. They can go scroll all the way to the bottom of his Instagram yeah, and then be like, wow. Go scroll to the bottom of his YouTube and be like, wow, look where he's came. And if he can do it, why can't I? Bro, I, could t I, I mean, I, I could spend hours just talking about stories of how many times I've had emails uh, video. I remember one time a video was sent to me through Instagram of just kids, bro, yeah. saying like, yo, I never had a father. Mm. I never had an older brother. Yeah. Nobody ever taught me this stuff. Yeah. And just the impact that that did in their lives, that's a motivator in and of itself for me, bro. That's like, true. that's what got me. I remember one time a kid was crying. Mm. This, this guy was like probably 18, 19. Yo, for a guy to cry, that's real. he must be broken. Yeah. Saying like, yo, I was a borderline depressed, about to commit suicide. Your videos kept me going, Right. We as content creators have a massive responsibility, right? Even if it's only, and that's, again, so many people quit easy, especially within this industry because they see numbers. All they see is numbers, right? Oh, I'm not where Jose's at. I'm not where this guy's at. I'm not where this guy's at. I only have 100. 100 people? That's a lot of lives you're touching. That's a village. That's a village. Yeah. It's a whole village. 1,000? Yo, that's a school. Yeah. 10,000? You're filling a stadium. Yeah. And that, it, that sunk to me once when I, the first time, not the first time, but I remember when I was around 100,000 subscribers, I went to a soccer game down in uh, Miami. Uh, well, we are in Florida. I don't know where. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Well, yeah, but down in Miami. And through the speakers, they said, well, there's a packed stadium. There's, I think they said there was like 68,000 people in attendance. Yeah. And I looked around, like I paused. And I was like, yo, if you were to send me right now to the middle of that that. Uh, football field to start talking to all these people i would crumble mm -hmm. right like this is 68 million people some people get 68,000 views and get upset about it yeah you know having even a thousand that's powerful that's real powerful that's and real. a lot of people tend to overlook that mm. that's why going back to it it's a lot it's about being grateful yeah. more grateful than where you were a year ago or two months ago or one generation ago, yeah. you know, that motivates you, that pushes you forward. 
Nah, I, I love that. And that's just a great point because, like you said, with this numbers game, we, lo- we really lose track of that perspective. Yep. And like you said, like, I'm like you, your videos touch, you have billions of views. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's hundreds of millions of people who you've been in that soccer stadium you've talked to and you've changed your life, man. 100%. And so, and like I said, it doesn't have to be 100 million. It can be 100. It can be 10. It can be five. But it can be one. It can be one. Yeah. And that's, and that's the beauty of life, man. Yep. And going back to your content yes. and how it impacts people, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people love the dating advice you give, yes. relationship advice. Yep. It's, yep. it's practical, it's real, it helps them out, man. And so you're married, right? Uh-huh. So right. How, how did you meet your wife? <laughs> so uh, let's go back to dating advice okay. for a little bit. I think okay. it'll make this relatable. Okay, real. Have you ever been rejected? Come on, man. That's <laughs> the <Same> question. <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> Too, oh, I thought you were going to say you were that good. Oh, I was no, like, no, I no, no. That's why <laughs> I, mean, I, I always feel like the, the, the best players, I feel like the best teachers aren't the Michael Jordans. Yeah. They're the Steve Kerr's. Yeah. The people who failed so much, who yeah. just wasn't good, yeah. who had to yeah. learn how to be good. Yeah. So, um... I'm not going to lie. I think I've only been rejected once. But that, <laughs> and, and I'm not even tooting my own horn. It was because I wasn't... God dang it. No, no, no. no. I, wasn't, I wasn't in the game as much uh, okay. originally because yeah. of the fear of rejection. A uh, lot of dudes have that fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I remember that one time that I got rejected. It was around that 15, 16 time. Okay. The girl was actually older than me. I was, sh- I was shooting high, bro. <laughs> so long story short, I get rejected and that broke me. And not broke me to like the point of like yeah, the business failure, yeah, but yeah. It, as a dude... When yeah. you got a crush, yeah. bro, that breaks you. And I swore, I was like, yo, this is never going to happen again. Mm. Never, bro. And I remember I worked at it. Like business. I was like, what I realized is that your social skills are like a muscle. Mm. Right? If you don't work at them, you're never going to get better. Yeah. And I remember what I started doing is I started practicing just talking to girls. Not flirting, just talking. I would literally go to the mall. And talk to girls about anything. Mm. Be like, yo, where's the near Starbucks? How good is it? I'm just making something up. That's for real. Right? And I sucked, by the way. Yeah. But the point was, I, I needed to be able to talk to you without being able to stutter. Mm-hmm. And then taking up another level. And then another level. Yeah. That's what got me into my videos. And I started branching into the dating part. Mm-hmm. Because it's so relatable for dudes that, you know, believe it or not, talking to girls, it's kind of like... It's like negotiating deals with clients. <laughs> it's very similar. I see parallels so much where if you're too needy, that client will say no. Yeah. This guy, this guy needs something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You gotta right, let's say you go you go you, it's like negotiating a car, for yeah. example. Negotiating sales is, is the same across the board. Let's say you're gonna go get a car. Yeah. There's this car that you really want. You never want to show that salesman that that's the car you want. Because <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now he has the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta act cool. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, I got other options, yeah. right? <laughs> Girls are no different. You never show that girl that that's the Porsche you want. Yeah. Because now she has the power, right? I and it's this. funny, but like, I loved it. <laughs> the yeah. peril- it's funny because when I, I, li- I really was growing in both areas at the same time, yeah. and I was seeing a lot of parallels. It's like, it's very, very similar. You also have to be persistent, though. Mm. Same thing with clients. Mm. Persistence is key, yeah. right? If you act too nonchalant, they don't care anymore, or they'll forget because they got other businesses to deal same thing with a girl mm. if you act too cool now you're just friends yeah you don't care yeah. right so uh long story short with girls it, it was it was very similar to that where i had to learn mm-hmm. so going back to my wife this was this was crazy uh, <laughs> I, I i i proposed to her within three months i i got married within six months wow so listen to this i am an indecisive man okay which is one of my worst traits being indecisive I overthink everything. Every little decision. I just overthink it. 
any girl I've been with before, the thought of marriage was like, yeah, I'm too busy right now. I'm out here scaling, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. I'm way too busy. Yeah. When girls would talk to me about marriage, like I would just change the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny story with this girl. Uh, she was in Boston at the time. She, she was doing a research program at Harvard. Mm-hmm. So my cousin, he, he tends to send me like stupid memes all the time. Yeah. And I have this tendency where I hate notifications. So yeah. I like to open my text and just clear them. And sometimes I won't respond just because I want everything at zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, bad habit. <laughs> so he always sends me stuff at least two a day. I would always open it, never watch. Yeah. He sends me a video of this girl. Uh, she was in a skit, in a comedy skit with one of her friends. She, uh, I don't know if you know a guy named Tonio Skits. Uh-uh. He's like one of those like IG comedian type of dudes, okay, okay, like yeah. wild and out type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was a comedy skit that she was, she wasn't even in it. Yeah. He was doing a comedy skit where the joke or the, uh, the cusp of the joke was when you stop at a girl and your girl's next to you, like when you're scrolling yeah, on Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you pause yeah. and your girl sees that, that <laughs> yeah. was the gist. Yeah. The girl he paused on was my wife. Oh, wow. Right? So that was the skit. Tom, my brother, or my cousin, Thomas, sends that to me, I want to say around January of yeah. 2018. I didn't even look at it. Yeah. Around May, he sends it to me again for whatever reason. And, he, and then at the bottom, he puts a note saying, look, she's funny, she's Latina, and she's smart. And that made me open it. Mm-hmm. So I open it. And I look at it, and again, it was just half a second, yeah. but the dude tagged her. Yeah. So I go through her tags, and I notice, like, all right, this girl's Latina. Right? Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah. She, she fears God. Like, yeah. She would be always talking about God and stuff. And she's smart. God damn. There's like a triple, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a triple threat yeah, right yeah, here, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I shot, you know, I shot my shot, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I slid into her DMs, and... Um, Long story short, we would we would message. It's harder making a, a, a that deep sexual connection with a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm in Florida, she's in Boston. Yeah. Over DMs, it's difficult. Yeah. I always say that with your text messages with a girl, it's there should be a goal. Yeah. Right. I'm not here to be the funniest guy. To, I'm not here to be the, the best texter you've yeah, ever texted. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to take you out on a date. Yes. Right? right. And make that connection quick. Yeah. It's harder when the girl's like. 2,000 miles away That's to do real. that. Yeah. So the only way I could do that was to get her on a FaceTime call. Mm. So. That was my first, not a date, but the first time that I could make a connection with her. The craziest thing was that, so we were DM here and there for about two months. Mm-hmm. And the annoying part was that there was a lot of dudes after her. <laughs> a lot of yeah. dudes after her, bro. Yeah. Um, and if I tell you some names, like you'd be surprised. And I'll do respect. I, yeah, I'll, I, won't, I won't. I no, won't. And I'll do respect. I'll say something real quick. You, mm-hmm. Lewis Howes, Devon Franklin. Do you know, do you know um, Lewis Howes? Oh, the, the, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, I know. I'm like, God loves you, man, <laughs> because Why? he has a beautiful, amazing <laughs> body. So I know, I know, I know. You got to say no names. I bro, know your wife like, is an extremely beautiful yo, woman. God bless, blesses me in everything yeah, that yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've said this before, too. Yeah. I don't want to take too much credit here. Yeah. God literally put this woman in my life. Yeah. Uh, and there's several reasons for that. Yeah. But long story short, I'm over here fighting for attention for these I wasn't even verified at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verified dudes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like big dudes. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, right? So this gets to your this yeah. gets to your subconscious. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta be better than these yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, we, we're DMing here and there, but it's nothing tight enough. So I get her on a FaceTime call. This is around July, I think. July of 2018. That's mm-hmm. the first time we FaceTime. Yo, that first FaceTime, we this is a complete stranger. Yeah. We stayed on the phone for about four hours. Mm. It was just instant yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was finishing, coincidentally, she was finishing, finishing her research program there in Harvard for, she only had a month left. Oh, wow. So that means August, she was coming back. She lived in Miami. 
crazy. Like, I'm like, all right, stars are aligned. Here we go. Thank you, God. Awesome. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. So, yo, that whole month with yeah. a complete stranger, we would FaceTime every night. Oh, wow. Instant connection. It was the craziest thing possible. And I could feel it for the first time ever, just assurance. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. Wow. I haven't met her yet. Yeah. But I was just like on point. But I'm like, you know. Yeah, Chill yeah, out, yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah, anything, yeah, you're gonna yeah, yeah, freak her out. Yeah, yeah. I can't let her know that's the Porsche I want, you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm doing my stuff, I'm doing my thing, you know, I would talk to her whenever we could. Yeah. She comes back, we have our date in August of 2018. That first date I did tell her, it was just a knockoff, bro. Not yeah. to toot my own horn, yeah, 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 yeah. it was knocked it out the ballpark. Yeah. Um, I told her at the end, I'm like, I'm gonna marry you. She laughed, but <laughs> I said it jokingly, yeah, landed like yeah, a creeper. Yeah, I'm like, yo, girl, I'm gonna marry you. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, haha, we'll see, right? Yeah. Uh, you never go on a second date immediately. Yeah. Like, yo, like, relax. Yeah, Again, yeah. don't show too much yeah, interest. Yeah. So because I live up north, I rented a hotel in Miami. Yeah. Uh, she went back home. I went to my hotel. Next morning, she hits me up. Like, mm. oh, you want to go get breakfast? She does that. <laughs> of course. I, I, act, I acted a little. I was yeah, like, yo, yeah. you know, I got a lot of work to do. It was a Sunday. I used to work. Yeah. I still work like a madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of work to do. But you know what? Let me move some things around. Yeah. Let's go get breakfast. Yeah. Yo, I spent all Sunday with her. She met my family that Sunday because coincidentally, my brother and her wife and her kids were down in Miami. Oh, wow. Don't ask me how. Yeah. We ended up meeting and having lunch. So a girl that I literally just went on a first date already has met my family. Yeah. The weirdest thing. And it just, it was just smooth, bro. Zero problems. And I could just feel it by December. Yeah. So December, that's, it's been about three and a half months. She has a family trip to Dubai. Oh, wow. So I'm like, this is what I'm proposing. I'm a hundred percent. I'm proposing to this girl. I flew my entire family out to Dubai and I proposed to her there. She didn't even see it coming. She's like, Man, no way. Beast. <laughs> uh, bro. And she said, yes. And then we got married in March. Wow. Bro. And it's, and now it's been about two, it's been about three years knowing each other, yeah. two years or a year and a half married. Yeah. Best decision of my life. Okay. Single best decision of my life. So I know a lot of guys who consume male content mm -hmm. who come with a very cynical view of marriage. Why would, do you say was the best decision of your life? Cynical view as in how? Explain more. A lot of these guys have a very negative connotation when it comes to marriage. Oh, okay. And, you know what okay. I mean? And so they, they, they really believe that marriage is more of a liability versus yeah. an asset. So yeah. why would you say it was the single greatest decision you made in your life? Um, she's... It's almost like a good business partner yeah. that you need, mm -hmm. right? That somebody that you can talk to. Like I'm, I'm talking about business, right? Having a good business partner is crucial for the growth of that business, mm -hmm. right? She's that, but for life, mm. a great partner for life and yeah. everything. And the fact that she's just see, most women are airheads up here. Mm -hmm. Most pretty women, they got nothing up there. Yeah. It's rare to find a girl that actually that you can hold a conversation and it's not about instagram likes but it's just yeah. real world conversation yo i can talk to this girl about anything mm -hmm. business uh my marketing problems content whatever it is yeah. yo she she bounces back great ideas yeah she makes me a better version she motivates me to become better and the crazy part is that she is hungry too and yeah. this is crucial you need to be matched because most marriages are comfort i'm getting married because this is just who I've been with for the longest. Yeah. Worst decision you could ever make. Mm -hmm. I got married because this is who I want and I don't want anybody else to have her. Yeah, that's real. This is who I need because she makes me a better man. That's real. right. So the crazy part is that she's also hungry, right? So she has her own goals, right? She wants to become a doctor. She's doing her whole nine, which is 
an intensive career path that she chose. Yeah. So it's like we grind and motivate together. That's dope. When I see her work, I'm working. Mm -hmm. When she's down, I lift her up. When I'm down, she motivates me because she can relate. She's like, yo, you know, when I'm in, in, in lab and I'm down or my boss does this, I do this. Mm. That type of motivation, you can't, you can't even put a number on that. Yeah. Bro, because when you're down... And having somebody be able to lift you up, yeah. bro, you can just go further. Yeah. Two minds are better than one when those minds are like in sync. No, I agree you with know? you 100%. That's, and that's why I really wanted to hear your story because I feel like too many men are consumed with so many negative stories. Women taking children, women taking child, women taking money. And they don't hear the positive stories such as yourself where if you get the right woman in your life, she's a multiplier. She makes things so much better. 100%, bro. And, and that's the thing that when I was dating... Trust me, that was the first thing in my mind. I had marriage was really far away from my head, but more importantly, it was like, how do I know that this girl's not a gold digger? How do yeah. I know this not girl, this girl's not after my nice stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because I had I'm, I'm a young kid with nice stuff. It's very easy, yeah, to get any girl to like notice you, but I don't want any girl. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm so focused in my business and scaling and just growing. Like that is my passion. Yeah. After my family, like before I had my family. Monday through Sunday, I'm working. I wake up at 4. I'm in the office. I used to leave at 9, 10 at night, yeah. right? It's just, I love it. It's a passion of mine. Now that I have a family, obviously, that's different. But um, before for me, women, if you think about it, it's an easy distraction. Mm -hmm. If all you're chasing is tail, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy to get lost in that. Now I'm buying stupid things to impress women. Yeah. Now I'm wasting my time. You know how hard it is? To connect with women, not hard, but time consuming. I, yes, right? yes, yes. And if all you're looking is for more numbers, yo, if that's your goal, go for it. That was never my goal. Yeah. Right? That's just not my goal, mm -hmm. right? That takes too much time out of my plate. Mm -hmm. That's not beneficial for me. There's nothing in the at, at, at the end of the road for me for that. Mm -hmm. It's to me, empty vanity. That's what it is for me. That's right. Right? But that's just my mindset. Yeah. I, I'm not saying every dude's gonna be like that. Yeah. I, I, other dudes have other priorities. My yeah. priorities were different. My priorities were. I'm scaling my business as far as I can take it. Yeah. Right? I need a partner in my life. No, that's real. And I think, and that's a part where it's like, I, w I love your story. That's why, guys, make sure, if you haven't followed, make sure you're following right now. But like, Thank so you, many man. dudes need to hear that. You know yeah. what I mean? They need, they need to understand because they, like, like I said, too many people have the negative stories. Yeah. And they don't have the positive yeah. stories. And like you said, when you're a man and you're really successful, they're like, we all can love the Dan Bilzerians, think that's cool and funny and all that Don't stuff. Don't even get me started <laughs> on Dan, bro. You know, people can love There's the, nothing the, there, bro. <laughs> but end of the day, when we're talking about, like, at, at 55, mm -hmm. I always tell people, reverse engineer your life. At mm -hmm. 55, you know, who do you want to be? What do you want people to say about you? And who do you want by your side? Yes. There's not that many men, if they're being honest, who at 55 just want a bunch of vain girls by their side who have no substance and no value. Bro, they bring no value to your life. It's, it's a liability, not an asset on your exactly. balance sheet. Exactly. If you look at your life like a balance sheet, when you have a bunch of girls that have no value other than sex, they still want money. Yeah. You got to take them out on dates. You got to buy them nice things, mm -hmm. right? That's a, that's a liability. Yeah. My wife is an She is the asset, yes, right? right? That, that builds me up. Yeah. Yo, when I come home, I come home to a home where I see my wife and my child. Yeah. That motivates me to keep pushing. Yeah. Right? Coming home to a girl that I don't even know just because I wanted to bag her. Yeah. That won't motivate me. Yeah. It gets, 
it'll motivate you the first three, four, maybe five times. Yeah. After a while, you're just, it's just emotion. I tell men all the time, one of the best books I've ever read was Millionaire Next Door, which mm-hmm. talk about the lives of billionaires. There's a reason why 90% of millionaires aren't married. Yeah. There's a reason why, and like you said, the best benefit in a man's life is having that great woman. And like I said, and we and we see it. 100%. You're 25, 100%. and like you're like the golden standard Thank you, brother. Thank for, you. for man, in my opinion, yeah. masculinity in the modern era. And 100%. so it's like, and I feel like too many young men need to hear more stories like yours. And, and, and the reality is you got to go back to nature too, right? Like our biological nature. A lot of men will be like, all right, why can't you just live with her? You don't have to get married. Yeah. Just live with her. And then when you get bored in eight years, you can swap. You're, you're not tied down yeah. to that commitment. We take God away, take everything away. At the, at the base core as, as, as animals, our goal is the transferring of DNA. Yeah. That is our goal as a species. You ask any evolutionist, that is, in other words, your goal is for the survival of our human species and for your DNA to be transferred down. Mm-hmm. That is the goal yeah. at, at, at the core. Um, if you're, to me, reproducing and seeing a child is motivating. Yeah. But it, I, I feel like it feeds your, I don't want to say your animal instinct, but your, your natural biology it is our natural biology to reproduce and see your blood see your offspring right and i can't see myself reproducing with a baby mama right it is also my responsibility to grow that child in a stable household because i mean we can look at statistics all we want and we know single parent households yep your kids are problematic it happens in the latino culture it happens in the african-american culture that's real latinos bro they're like they're like bunnies, literally, where they, they, they'll have babies left and right yeah. and baby mamas everywhere. Yeah. And now that's why our crime rate's so high. Yeah. Right? You don't have a father that can structure that child. You need both, both that's the right. mom and the dad. That's They're real. both crucial, mm-hmm. right? And the way I see it is that she is my other half. When you get married, you become one, yeah. right? This is a Christian worldview yeah, of this, yeah, yeah. but it really feels like that. That's that real. is my other half right there. Yeah. You know? Without her, I'm, I'm, I'm incomplete. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's crucial that you do have to find the right one. Yeah. You get married to the wrong one, you're going to be miserable your whole life. Exactly. You know? Yeah, my dad always told me, that's a, like you said, it, the single most important decision, the single most important blessing. It is the most important decision that I've done to this day. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Man, <laughs> we can go for hours. <laughs> yeah, I want to be respectful of your time, yeah. man. So, so in closing, let's, let's, people know you for the do's and the don'ts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. let's do... Top three biggest do's that you will say men need to do this to win at life, win at style, and win at women. The top three biggest do's. Oof. Okay. Um, do understand that you can change your social status. Okay. Uh, most people under- think that they, where you are, this is where you, where you started. I see life as, as there, it's a heart, there is a hierarchy yeah. in culture and life and, and everything. Now, think of me as... Right, put a scale of one to ten. Right, I was a immigrant dude with a bad accent, scrawny, big head, mm-hmm. poor, low social skills, the whole nine. Where would you put me on that one to ten? You're probably a two, three, if I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. on a good day, yeah. if I really yeah. try. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's how I felt. Yeah, I wanted higher. Yeah, right. I wanted more. Yeah. So what did I do? Put on muscle. Yeah. Maybe three and a half now. Right. Yeah. What did I do? Develop my social skills. If I can talk to you, there's better chances that you're going to like me more, yeah. right? 
now I'm a four maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking so much just physically, but yeah. just on that social hierarchy, that social hierarchy is categorized by what they call phenotypes, mm-hmm. right? And phenotypes are anything from both visual, mm-hmm. biological, but also your character, how yeah. you carry, how you walk yourself, how you talk, how you stand, the whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. So me learning all that stuff, all right, now I got to build me, yeah. build my business, build my career. Build my, I always talk about this. You as a man, you need a passion. And I don't care what it is, whether you want to become a black belt, a U.S. Navy SEAL, the best podcaster, a great entrepreneur. I don't care what you need a passion, mm-hmm. something to grow that builds you. Now you keep going. Now you keep going. Now I'm me. I'm I'm a dude that sits at a 185. I'm pretty lean. You know, I feel confident because I've been able to build myself up. I'm probably ranking much higher now on that scale. You can change your social status, right? Mm. You can go up. You're not stuck there. Yeah. You, you, you got to view life like a ladder yeah. and you can build yourself up. There's this theory and um, it's called the matching hypothesis for dating. Okay. In other words, what it states is that on average, people mate within their hierarchy. Yeah. And if you do, you yield a better relationship yeah. Another, or a, a more satisfying relationship. And the reason for that is, let, let's say I'm a five. Yeah. If I go and mate with a 10, yeah. I'm always going to be somewhat, uh, uh, what do you call it? Insecure. Insecure yeah. that that 10 might leave me. And that 10 will always be doubtful if she could have done better. Yeah. So w- whenever there's a... a like a skew within that hierarchy, yeah. it usually leads to less happy relationships. Exactly. Also, that five might do things that he doesn't want to do to get that 10, like yeah. buy her stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Makes perfect So sense. that's the matching hypothesis. So in life, if you want that 10, you got to climb that social hierarchy. Yes, yeah, for real. You know? That makes perfect sense. Um, do go to the gym. Yeah. And if it's not the gym, pick up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, pick up uh, MMA, pick up boxing, pick up a sport, pick up Anything that's physical, yeah. right? Your mental state and your health is the most important thing you can do. And the gym or anything physical, anything challenging molds you. It calluses your mind. It pushes you and it shows you that you can take that, those same concepts and apply it to anything in life, yeah. no matter what it is. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, let me think. Do, do, do things that scare you, Okay. right? Everything that I've done... I'm fearful of mm. uh, whether that is something simple as approaching that really pretty girl that you've been eyeing for three months, yeah. right? That's that's on the first level. Maybe hitting a PR that you haven't hit. Uh, yo, right now we just signed, or not just now. Listen to this. This is our biggest. This is the most money I've ever spent. We're building a thirty thousand square foot office in New York. Yeah. This was all pre-COVID. Mm. Right? This whole deal came came to fruition pre-COVID. Wow. I had to make a decision around May, was it May, June? Yeah, May, June. We hadn't paid yet. Yeah. The check. Everything was came to, oh, to, wow. to fruition. Now, mid-COVID, I had to make a decision. Is this a smart decision now? Mm. Right? I had a, a pros and cons list the whole nine. I'm scared out of my mind. I went through with it. Mm. I'm like, five to ten years from now, where do I want to be? Yeah, right now, this doesn't look pretty. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. But where I want to scale, the talent that I need... Where am I going to find it, mm. right? Where do I want to be in 10 years? I might be wrong, yeah. horribly, but I'd rather live with a failure than with, with, than with um, what do you call it? Uh, regret. Regret. Yeah. And the same thing happened when I was in 2016, that poor kid that had just finally got out of debt. Mm-hmm. On April, that April of 2016, when I decided to rent a warehouse which, or my office, which was only 700 bucks a month, mm-hmm. at that time, the amount of risk 
or percentage of risk financially was almost proportionally the same because I was only making about 30,000. So paying 700 a month was a big risk to me, right? Like, and I don't know if I was going to make that next month. I was just starting. The fear that I felt then was incredible. Mm. And that single decision of me, you know what? I'm going to do it. My parents said no. My brother said no. Everybody around me said, don't do this. You're just starting. Mm. Slow down. Wow. I said yes. I felt it in me. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Best decision of my life. Love we are that. the biggest tenant in that complex. We own almost like 10,000 square feet of storage. Wow. I think more at this point. That's- we just continually just, anytime somebody leaves, we take that spot because we need the space. Wow. You know? And if I didn't have that space to work and I was still working in my, in my room, I probably wouldn't be mentally or creatively motivated to keep pushing. Yeah. Do things that fear you. Man. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, that's three. That was three. I was, <laughs> man, I was counting man, in my head. Nah, nah, nah. Man, Jose, this has been awesome, man. Thank you, brother. You, you, you know, for the guys who want more, me and Jose are gonna do the don'ts on Patreon. So oh, link geez. in the description. Yeah. We're gonna do the, the, the don'ts is what people love you for. That's okay. uncut, unfiltered on Patreon. But it, but make sure you guys check it out on there. But Jose, man, it was a privilege. Thank you, it brother. It was an honor, man. I absolutely loved you, man. Uh, people, guys, reach out to Jose. Where can they find you at? Uh, teach him in fashion, obviously. So if you go on, on YouTube, Instagram would be the best way to contact me, yeah. DM me. I try to go through all my DMs as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, <laughs> anything you can think of. Yeah. If you're Spanish, I have a Spanish version of all that. So look at that too. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Man, thank you so much, Jose, for Yo, being an inspiration for, to me and to the next generation. My name is Afiz and I'm joined by... Jose, thank you for having me. We're the roommates and... Adios. Adios. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and wrap this up with the don'ts. Okay. So the don'ts. The three don'ts. Um, <laughs>